Welcome to the We Have Issues podcast, a weekly look at the local issues and matters impacting Independence, Missouri. And now, your hosts, Lori Dean Wiley and Dan Hobart. Good afternoon. Good. It might be afternoon. It might be night. It might be day. You know, you're right. It might be morning. I, I should probably say happy early, early morning because, you know, our podcast comes Buonanotte. out Sunday morning, and I'm sure people are like, Buongiorno. We've got to go listen. Buongiorno. Yes. So today, Guten Tag. today's episode, I'm kind of excited by the name, Go Go Bond. You know, I have that little, can you see somebody? Uh, You're from the 60s. Yes, the 60s girl. That's what I am. That's I right. don't really remember the 60s, but uh, I was present. It's on TV. <laughs> so welcome to another episode of We Have Issues. Independence, this is one of the first uh, conversations that we're going to have today about general obligation bond for the city of independence so we've mentioned it before we do it was something that um zach walker our city manager our council the chamber um that had there are conversations going on yeah um but today's conversation is really going to be about okay we met we put some structure to it Here's our thoughts so far. So this is still very preliminary, but I do think in building up goodwill about um, informing citizens to really come to their own conclusions, because our goal at the end of this as a city is to get to an election where knowing all the facts, allowing the citizens to vote for it. Yeah. They have to so, approve it. They have to agree to it, approve it, stamp of approval. So my yeah. my philosophy, one of my philosophies in business has always been the more information you have, the better. The more informed as soon as you can, the better. Yeah. Because it gives people, they don't feel rushed, they have information, and then they can really ask their questions. So my hope would be that the more we talk about it on the podcast, the more um, our strategic planning group meets to talk between chamber and city about um, what this is going to really look like or what we want it to do, that more and more citizens will attend those meetings, more will ask questions of their council people, mm-hmm. and that we will really get to a point where by the time we this is on the election, that we know exactly where we stand on it, and, and you know, citizens have had all that opportunity to learn more, to ask more, and to really formulate their own their own decisions. I will come right on the record to say that I volunteered to serve on this strategic um, group for this because I do believe in the power that passing a geo bond obligation bond for our city could make. I mean, it could be such a strategic, strong um, builder of all the things we've not been able to do or fix. Yep. It, it's it's just exciting. So on 925, the chamber hosted a city council retreat session 
in um, the chamber boardroom with members of the chamber exec committee, committee which is a part of, of my current role with the chamber um, and how I serve on the board, and with you as a representative of the city council and other city council members. Um, and we had a presentation by city manager Zach Walker. He did a I think an incredible job of taking a very, what could be complex understanding um, and really, really narrowing down why do we need a geobond? What could it potentially bring to us as a city? How would we spend the money? What makes the most sense? Um, it just is a really good broad start to putting some numbers to the idea. And so I thought it'd be, let me give you a quick summary. Yeah. And then we're gonna, we'll talk through in a little more detail on all of them. Sure. So summary of what Zach Walker has put together um, and the recommendations for a geobond. So pursue $250 million in a geobond issue on the election of April 2025 and then out of that would be several categories so streets out of that 250 million 60 million would go to streets 15 million to bridges and culverts 20 million to the parks 75 million for a community center which I'm sure we'll spend quite a few time you know many minutes on that one curbs and sidewalks which in recent podcasts we've talked about, that would be another 20 million. Public buildings, 50 million. And historic sites in the city of Independence, 10 million. So a geo bond is really determined uh, by a calculation of the medium home price. And looking at that, um, you know, we, what amount could we borrow? Well, it's more than $250 million, but we don't want to go after the whole piece. Um, and then what is the maximum community impact? And so by giving an overview today, I hope that we can, and I'm going to encourage citizens listening, come up with one or two questions about uh, the potential geobond, and then take that exact question to um, somebody you know on the chamber board and your city council. And let's start asking the questions now and answering the questions now to our best of our ability. We know some of this information will change over time before we get to the election, but I want every citizen who has a question or concern to know that they had an opportunity to ask the question well before that election and take away that excuse as to why it can't be done in independence. So once again, I'm a citizen. I have every right to my opinion. So I'm just gonna say this. We have dropped the ball many, many times. We have almost our 200th uh, bicentennial. Bicentennial, baby. Remember right? 1776 we, and 1976? We, Remember the quarters? Yes. We have never Susan done B. Anthony like this. Dollars, Nothing. remember? And so this will be the largest funding 
this type of funding that we've ever pursued. Yeah. I believe in it. I'm excited about it. Everything that's on the list that, that Mr. Walker has put on the list of potential ways to spend the money will have huge impacts for every citizen. Sure. Every citizen. Yeah. It's not a certain district. It's not a certain passion project. It is across the board could change the everyday life of independent citizens. So I'm for it. I'm for it for so many reasons. So what I want to answer today is, from your perspective of a council person, is what could that potentially mean from a how do we get the geo bond passed? What could it cost the citizens? What does it really mean for how long? All those kinds of things that let's just get those answered and out because those are the kind of things that won't change how long we keep a geo bond or how it passes. What, what will probably change is what is the scope of using those funds look like? Um, and we're not real sure yet. We have some good ideas. So we'll just kind of dream a little bit today, but we'll also hit some of the facts. And so I think the first fact would be since we've never done a geo bond, yeah. we probably need to define it a little bit. So a general obligation bond, so that's where the ghost comes in, geo, um, is a means for a city to borrow money to generate revenue for construction projects. The city pays back the bonds and interest through property taxes secured by the full faith, credit, and taxing power of the city. So we borrow money, yep. we back the money, and we, and build, we spend and we build the money. Stuff. And we build stuff, right. Yeah, that's right. So municipalities authorized to issue geo bonds is pursuant to Missouri Constitution um, and state statutes. The total geo debt must not exceed 10% of the city's assessed valuation, with some ex exceptions. So the city may incur debt for an additional 10% for street and sewer projects right. or water and electric plant improvements. The maturity is limited to a maximum of 20 years. So right off the bat, anybody who had that question, how long? 20 years. And it must be used for capital projects, not to maintain anything. Correct. So right off the bat, if we had this additional revenue to spend, it could bring a lot of the projects we're looking to fund. And then our revenue right now, without a geobank, would be spent on maintaining those things that you care. I know you mentioned many times. We build stuff, and then we don't maintain it. So a geo bond would help us build them, and then our our revenue currently would help us maintain them. Which, if it won't, then we shouldn't build it. Then we will not be building it. Right. If I have anything to say about it. Right. Um, so why use a geo bond uh, rather than anything else we've ever done? Okay. So here's the here's the reality of of night of 2023 versus the reality of 1973. Okay. Independence, like a lot of Missouri cities, has developed their economy, our economy. We've developed our economy built on sales tax. Okay. As you've noticed, sales uh, tax. our retail sales tax 
has plummeted. The Blue Ridge Mall is gone. The Independence Center is struggling. Uh, our, re- our big retail stores, with the exception of, you know, a handful, Costco, Sam's, Walmart, uh, struggle. Uh, they have struggled to survive and keep pace with uh, Internet sales. Now, we have recently somewhat leveled the playing field with the statewide Wayfair bill, which finally we are collecting sales tax on um, on internet sales. But you got to remember, like like I I told my parents the other day, they they love using Amazon, right? And I I get that. Yeah, I do it too. I can. I remember a few years ago, it's I did easy. my I did my Christmas shopping in fifteen minutes, right? Yeah. So it's wonderful, but you're still not buying goods from brick and mortars that are located in this town, which the city may then collect the sales tax, which is very important. But See, you're helpful. still not supporting the retail stores that still have to pay their property tax that still have to exist here. So retail is still struggling here. This, the geo bond, represents a shift, the beginning of a shift that's going to be a necessary shift at some point from strictly sales tax economy to property tax revenue. Now, I'm not, this is not me foreshadowing that the city's going to become draconian and impose <laughs> these broad-based property taxes till the end of time and independence will be too expensive and everyone has to leave. No. 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 That's not the case. I think you said no, that's not the case. That's not the case. <laughs> okay. What is the case is we have to do a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this will be the start of that. We cannot afford to do what we've always done, stay where we currently are, and have our surrounding communities continue to prosper in a different way because they have taken on geo bonds. We've Correct. got Blue Springs, who did one for a $35 million sewer facility improvement and a $28 million road and intersection improvements. We've had Lee Summit. They're not afraid to do geo bonds. They've done four, you know. Uh, Raytown even did a sewer improvement for $7.2 million. Liberty did $16 million uh, parkway. Uh, Kansas City, sidewalks. Sidewalks, $800 million. Well, that's not just sidewalks, no, by the way. No, it's not. An animal <laughs> shelter, uh, city facility upgrades. And then they did a second one for $175 million for a rec center as a big centerpiece of that one. So we are surrounded by city who has provided newer facilities, better product, improved living in the city, in all the surrounding areas to us. And so... Maybe we're part of that stubborn Missouri philosophy. You know, we got to see it first. So we've seen it. We've seen it work for surrounding cities. So jump on board. Let's do it for ourselves. And, and I think in a, 
very altruistic, just big picture philosophy. The city, the city employees, the city department heads, and the city council, led by the city manager in this particular um, idea for a geo bond, it is driven by nothing than improve our city for our citizens. So why would people who have chosen to live in independence not want to support this? So that's the perspective I'm coming from. Well, I, I want to hear why people wouldn't, number one. Yeah. And number two, I already know why they wouldn't, but why some of them wouldn't. And I know some of the reasons why all people wouldn't. Okay. And that is because they don't trust the government to do the right thing with their money. They also don't want to tack on taxes. money to property taxes. Yeah. And both are legitimate concerns. Um, a solution to the first part is, in part, I think proven by the last few years' track record, which it will still be another few years before we would put this before the vote so we have some more time as a council and as city leadership to prove that we can be responsible. We've talked. We just recently talked about, it, assuming it comes out before this podcast, that the number of tiffs that we've reduced and right. the lack of incentives that we're offering now to developers. So we've sort of changed our practice, business practices, as a as a as a whole, um, which is spectacular. It shows responsibility. Which I understand. Warrant. Some belief. It should. Mm -hmm. Some amount of credibility. I think the other part we can add to that, and and I may be different from other folks on the small committee that we're on together, Laurie, and I may be different than some people in the city, but I, I have a, a feeling as a resident of Independence that $250 million is too much to ask for. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that's appropriate for a first time out. If you look at the cities that have done geo bonds, they don't ever start with that Start amount. with that much of a chunk. You know, our valuation that we're basing that number on is $2 billion, mm -hmm. and that's for the value of independence. And our maximum borrowing amount with that extra 10% factored right. in for streets uh, – and infrastructure improvements is three hundred million. Right. So I don't frankly think we should be that close to the top of our maximum. Uh, I think what the city has provided us, uh, uh, Mr. Walker has provided us, Zach Walker, our city manager, and his staff has provided us is a is a pretty nice, comprehensive, yeah, across the board pieces. I really do, and. Individually, each of the projects they proposed are warranted. Have genuine merit. Yeah. And they are all warranted. And frankly, we have one billion dollars in deferred capital maintenance. Yeah. Meaning we got one million dollars worth of sheds that are falling down in our backyard. Yeah. And they all need to be fixed. Right? That's so roads, I, I believe that's that curbs, that's roads, that's buildings, that's... But that's, I, I don't think you're wrong in the sense of it, more like the Lee Summit approach where it's a phased project of geo and, bonds. And if we pass that geo yeah. bond at 250, 
It wouldn't happen in year one, by the way. Right. We Absolutely. would not be taking $250 million right. in year one. It would be project by project by project. Right. What I would like to see, though, uh, and, and, and this is where the, I think the bite of the apple is too large. I think we need to cut that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to be my sort of, you're going to, you'll see this as we meet again in our small group. Yeah, compromise. And- but, but I'm going to, uh, I will make my opinion fairly well known. I think this is far too large a bite of the apple. I think we need to start much smaller and we need to go with, I, I'm fine with, going with some very important pieces Mm -hmm. and we have to do something for neighborhoods we have to do something so i love the sidewalks Mm -hmm. at the schools Mm -hmm. i like the idea of taking over the curbs Mm -hmm. these are neighborhood things we need to do something that's citywide and uh you know we've talked so much about uh police and fire and public safety you know, we, we, we need to we need to get moving on the public safety center and yeah. the police building. Yeah. No question. The the facility, the municipal court, that's all not a good setup. So those the there are some crucial parts that I like more than others, that I think are more crucial than others, and that, that I think need make need to take priority. Yes, but we need to hear from the citizens about what yeah. they think about all this. Yeah. It may be the sense that people are just like, hey, if you're going to do it, do it all right now. Get going, get started, and and we're all in. Yeah. You do everything you want right now, and let's just rip the Band-Aid off. I'd be surprised at that, but I I, I think let's let's build up our credibility. Let's earn let's earn the trust. That's why this is starting now, because we get excited by the projects and we have a cost value attached to them. But then in reality, somebody like you, who is fiscally responsible, sitting on the finance and audit, um, through conversations over the next 18 months till this goes to a vote potentially, um, we're going to be able to whittle down and prioritize and probably look at phases and then once again look at how Lee Summit did it and had different projects through different years. So, you know, this is going to be... uh, a phase change to the landscape of independence for years. Well, you know, Potentially. And, and on top of it, you know, there's a there's a thing to be said, right? Like, it's like a parent and a, a teenager, right? You want to give your kid allowance, but you want to make them do chores for it, right? If you're, you don't just want to dole out money and your kid just runs around and spends spends it however they want, right? You want to make them responsible. And that's kind of a that's kind of a, a juvenile uh, uh, analogy to use, but frankly, the city council will never have overseen something like this with city staff, and we need to be able to manage it, frankly, and yeah. and Absolutely. that's imp- and we need to be able to keep an eye on it, and that's our job as a sort of the board of directors of a project like this. And so it needs to be manageable from a higher level and a management standpoint. And that's not that I don't trust staff. I love the directors that uh, Mr. Walker's put in place. And I, you know, 
he's done a fine job. He's done a great job, and along with this presentation and these projects. But let's make sure that keeps going, shall we? So how do you think best to determine what the right amount would be? And my guess would be knowing that our current debt, we're in a place right now where our current debt, our reduction of the TIFs, things like that have already happened through your leadership on the Audit and Finance Committee. We we have, quote, managed our debt better. Um, So... So this From is a different style. This is yeah. a different style of debt. So this is not debt that gets lumped into general fund or that has to be paid out of a uh, that gets paid out of a, a separate, you know, the utilities or this is this is not general fund debt. This is this is debt that will be paid based on the value and the assets of the city. So there is no fear of default. There really is not. Uh, this is this is not. Oh no, we can't go into debt. No, this is you taking a loan out to build a garage in your backyard, and it adds value to your property and it increases over twenty years. That's what this is. Or you, you know, fix your bathroom and your kitchen up, or you finish your basement, or you know, you add rooms in your attic or something. I mean, this is this is a true capital improvement that adds value to the city, while increasing. Your your the day to day usability of what you spend your tax dollars on. You know, one of the statements you use a lot is to be perfectly clear. So to be perfectly let's, clear, let's be clear. Yeah, let's be clear. A geo bond does not negatively impact the general fund of our city. Correct. So what that means is very few capital expenses are spent out of the general fund operations and if done right the program not only has the potential to grow our tax base but it actually ends up helping the general fund itself it actually will 100 percent will so it really could be a stabilizing factor by adding a geo bond look at liberty let's look at liberty look at their look at their downtown what have they doubled their population in the last 10 years I mean, look at how many people live there now and seek out Liberty as a place to live and work downtown or work in Lee Summit or work in Overland Park. Uh, It's a desirable place to live because they've spent money on their infrastructure and development. You know, I think one of the uh, questions that could help us uh, answer um, the direction for a geo bond would be, why now? And you mentioned just the $1 billion in deferred maintenance um, but if we look at true risk, you know, risk to uh, project costs going up, you know, the public safety is one of those where we looked at doing it, was it five years ago? And it was $30 million, and today's dollars, it's over $100 million if we were to do the same exact project. Uh, costly emergency repairs. So you hear at the beginning of lots of council meetings where a, an emergency proclamation had to be done or, or um, to gather emergency funds for something. Well, that money has to come from somewhere. Correct. Um, disruption of service. What if we couldn't afford something because we deferred too long? Um, and well, that's, then, a, that's already happening. It is happening. 
And then that leads to overall just this negative perception of our city compared to the surrounding cities that are building up their projects and improving their sidewalks and I want people you know. here to believe that that we all deserve better and we do we do we we deserve good sidewalks we deserve good curbs we deserve better roads we deserve a new police station we deserve all those things we are not less than in any way shape or form and that's really one of those cost of time situations where at what point do we move forward for the betterment for years to come versus that cost of time of waiting? As soon as you can. You do it as soon as you can, can as soon as you can manage. So That's when you do it. I know you've thought a lot about this, i.e. you just mentioned, you know, 250, uh, 250 million may do, is probably too big of a bite. So if you look at... Um, and this is speculation, this is just your opinion, but if you were uh, looking at making this decision, it was only up to you. Um, if you could only do three of the projects, um, kind of looking at total dollars for a first phase, where do you think that stands? I would, I would shoot for probably 100 million or 125-ish okay. probably, and okay. I'd have to look again at the numbers exactly, but. I like the sidewalks to schools. I all the especially the grade schools get sidewalks, and I I'm trying to remember if how far you know the sidewalk plan was. You know how close to the schools they are, um, but that's increasingly important with the school district cutting costs and being more vigilant on who gets to ride the bus. School the sidewalks are very important. I mean, I walk to school without sidewalks the whole way for, well, six years, seven, six years, seven years, because I went to kindergarten twice, by the way. <laughs> um, and yes, and I walked to school when I was six years old. Uh, so there you go. Times have changed. But I like the sidewalks to schools. I do like the city taking over curbs, which is going to be very expensive. I, so I don't know if we could do all that in this first part. Uh, I like upgrading the roads but I don't like parsing that out I like um, I'm a huge fan of tourism and history so I would like to do something for those that the money that's allocated is for the houses um, but I'd like to get feedback to see how important that is to people mm -hmm. unfortunately not a lot of people visit those historic sites but if we don't spend money on them they won't be here to visit <laughs> they will not be here to visit no. and we can't have that um, we absolutely need to take action on the police building sooner than later. And I do want to free up that city land. Now, this is uh, selfish. Okay. This okay. is why more than me gets to weigh in on what happens with all this. Okay. So I'm curious to see what people think about, you know, cutting the size of this project down and which to include or not if they agree with that. Um, but I'd like to free up that land right there at the corner of Truman and Nolan for redevelopment. Um, you know, the Sermon Center is wholly inadequate in, <laughs> frankly, every purpose that it serves. Yeah. So we do need a community center at some point. I think as soon as possible would be awesome. Yeah. But I don't know if it's right now or not. 
But I, I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I just need more input. I want to know what everybody else thinks about it, too. So, well, and, yeah. and, and what people think is important. And if people think we can pull off the whole 250 and we do it all right now and all these projects are exactly right, then, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not a dick. I mean, I'm not in charge, right? right? But these are my thoughts, you know. Okay, well, one of the things uh, in the preliminary presentation, it used that word community impact. And then I look at everything listed as a priority, so the seven areas, um, and they're all public-facing. It is literally to touch every citizen. So then how do you, you know, that whole um, prioritizing piece and you get as much feedback as you can right. from as many people as you can. And so that's the only thing. Um, it's not the only thing. That is a big piece of wanting to get to the end of a vote, getting to a vote and collecting, building, putting this presentation together, having it be what the people really see for themselves so what would you like to see from a public marketing um sharing the why of this project beyond this podcast beyond beyond our meetings oh. you know what are the kind of things that we can do to really gather public opinion i just want i want as many in-person public meetings in as many neighborhoods as we can get them whether it's hoa meetings or whether it's you know community centers or local groups or whatever we can do uh it has to get we have to we don't need to make people come to us we need to go to them in every way possible online uh, email in person everybody needs to be able to have a chance to provide feedback you know one of the um reasons that I really wanted to serve on the committee with you is that um, the chamber, in its role as a business leader in the city, as someone who really has the opinion of business owners, um, that we felt it really valuable to not thinking of just our citizens who live in town, but the business owners who do business in town and gathering their uh, opinions and quite frankly, gathering their support for something like this. Absolutely. So uh, what is your recommendation on the best way to really engage with business owners? Because they're a different breed than, you know, a citizen. Well, a good place to start is a chamber list, right? I mean, okay. you have a pretty decent-sized roster of businesses. And past that, the you know, start with the businesses that aren't members and— the, start with the biggest ones and you know we'll we'll do our best to engage with those folks and see what's important to them because this tax will affect them in a pretty major way Absolutely. so so you know whether we need to know what's important to them uh, their citizens their residents they pay taxes they will be affected by this so you know we need to know what they care about i really think the why as is, as is important, if not so, than the what. And so if you were to be on a 
speaking engagement. You were on the tour to share why people should support the GeoBond. Um, what is the best way for you to share the why? What is the why, in your opinion? It's time, right? Like, this is, this is cheesy in a lot of ways, but, you know, there was a time when Independence was the only town here. And we were the most important town here because we were the only town here, right? Yes. And we weren't much more than a spot in between a bunch of little springs sticking up out of the ground. Um, well, it's time for us to be important again. And this is the beginning of that. That's really, I love how succinct that is. And I, you know, I'm getting a little teary-eyed. That, that's a huge statement. So we may have just found our um, campaign. It's time. That's exciting. Um, so what I want to add is, you know, citizens, don't be afraid of a geobond. Study, uh, ask your questions, um, come learn. Um, please voice your opinion. Um, make suggestions. Once again, to move things forward, the, your council person or your at-large is the best people to give those opinions to. Um, but businesses, share with the chamber your thoughts. And let's collectively get out of our own way <laughs> by, by getting the answers. Um, because it's time. So I'm going to start that rallying cry as our campaign. There you go. It's time. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's a great start to this conversation. Once again, we'll approach it many times. I think uh, April of 2025, we've got, we've got a, about 18 months. We do. Um, so look forward to this. And for another episode of We Have Issues Independence, I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. I'm Dan Hobart. Thanks for listening. <clears throat> See ya. We want to thank you for joining us. I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. And I'm Dan Hobart. Join us again next week because we have issues. <laughs>